This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 17. Verse 7. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. So just like with the leper, Jesus answers, I will. And one cannot miss the fact that the need and the ultimate condition of both of these men were the same. From the opposite side of the tracks for sure, but the same in the eyes of Christ. Both in desperate need, both loved by their Redeemer and Savior. When we approach Jesus Christ, It doesn't matter who or what we are in this earthly realm. Because in the end, we all stand in need, and we all have the opportunity to call him Lord. Verse 8, the centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Now this centurion approached Jesus with such a heart of humility, one that is unparalleled, really. He held a very real grasp of where he actually stood in the grand scheme of things, and his commitment did not waver. He approached Jesus with complete confidence. The confidence that Jesus could heal, that is faith. So much so that it was not even necessary for Jesus to even stop all he was doing to focus just on him. Because going on in verse 9, the man says, For I am also a man under authority, having under myself soldiers, and I tell this one, go, and he goes, and tell another, come, and he comes, and tell my servant, do this, and he does it. The centurion not only believed in Jesus and his power, but he readily recognized Christ's authority also. You see, this is where so many people today falter. We're apt to believe that Jesus is all-powerful, but we fail to acknowledge his position as Lord in our lives, and for that fact, the earth as a whole. This man understood the sovereignty of Christ as God in flesh and placed himself in the position to see that power manifested in his life. Verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and he said to those who followed, Most certainly I tell you, I haven't found so great a faith, not even in Israel. I tell you that many will come from the east and the west and they will sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven but the children of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus herein expressed both admiration for this Gentile centurion and his faith, as well as a sorrow that such was not the case with the Jewish nation. For the Jews had been given a profound gift, but they had failed to recognize its impact and its significance. They simply rejected Jesus as Lord of their lives. Now again, many today will hold on to some sort of crude belief that God is real and powerful, but they may also never seek to touch that power or manifest it in their everyday lives. It's a belief without effect, and a belief without effect is worthless, it's meaningless. Those who attempt to walk without both of those will find themselves ultimately separated from that power forever. Verse 13, Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. Let it be done for you as you had believed. 
his servant was healed in that hour. Jesus responded to the faith and understanding of this man, and he sent him away with his prayer answer. The centurion came in humility and submission to the one who had the authority and the power, and left with that power manifested in his own life. Is that our experience when we come into his presence? Verse 14, the storyline moves on saying, When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, so she got up and served him. Now, one fact I got to mention stands clearly here, and that is that Peter, whom the Catholics claim as their first pope, was indeed not celibate like a pope, but rather a married man. I want you to look at how Jesus went out of his way here to reach those to whom this world had no heart for. Throughout this chapter, we have first a leper, then a Gentile, and now a woman. Political correctness was never a great concern to Christ. He was only motivated by his compassion and love. Peter's mother-in-law, upon being healed by Jesus, arose and served. How different such events are today. How often our own healing faith fails to generate such positive action. Certainly one must question why we would be healed if there's no discernible difference in the way we live and how we spend our time and energies before or after that healing. Verse 16 says, When evening came, they brought to him many possessed with demons. He cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. There are many who would like to take away some of the supernatural aspect of these events and attempt to explain away these healings through one or more perceived natural explanations. And there are even those who would refute the reality of demon possession and write off such mentions as mere physical illness that was maybe not understood so much in that time. Yet Matthew, the writer here, herein, he, he knew the difference. And apparently so did Jesus himself. There was obviously a difference presented here. Jesus cast out demons and, it says, healed those who are sick. In this case, he healed all those who are sick. Verse 17 says, That it might be fulfilled which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, saying, He took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. These four healings in a row have led up to what is at attributed to the fulfillment of Isaiah's words in Isaiah 53, 4. Along with Isaiah's prophecy concerning the atoning work upon the cross, this passage also encompasses Christ's earthly ministry, where he healed earthly sickness and pain. You know, we cannot succumb to the temptation to run with this passage, extrapolating from such that God will heal any and every sickness and will do so every time. So if that were true, there would be staunch believers of maybe 150 years old still marching on through life here. Certainly the work of the cross will one day result in eternal healing. New bodies, perfect and without flaw. But until then, we will have sickness and will have it as a judicial result of sin and our fallen state. Those whose sentence was handed down upon mankind all the way back in the garden. But we cannot ignore Isaiah's words from his book in chapter 53. 
the entirety of the passage is in reference to Christ going on to take away all of our pain. All which stemmed from that very earthly state of sin. A healing via the cross of salvation. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.